Conversations with Cordates. Welcome, 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 welcome to Conversations with Cordates. Once again, you have one of your hosts is me, Anastasia, and we also have... Uh, me, Harry Ike. Yeah. Um, and as the running joke continues, he's still, I'm still here. I'm not got rid of me yet. Still here. <laughs> and today we're talking about the past. We are, yes. Uh, specifically, how the past fucked it up a little bit. Mm. Uh, and we have our um, drunk and fuckable expert, <laughs> <laughs> Lachlan Hart. Well, thank you. I'm not quite drunk yet, so... Uh, wow. You know. I'm sorry. That That's that's our fault. You're right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should have sourced me up a little bit more before I started talking. Jeez. You wanted to meet yeah. so late. It's almost Yeah, you got to be on time, time if you wanted well, to drink. Well, I mean, it was, I need to wait till it's past my kid's bedtime. Oh, uh-huh. wow. I see who priority is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the people dependent on me. That's that's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so, Lachlan... Tell me about what is it that you do? Um, so I am a PhD student um, at the University of New South Wales um, and the Australian Museum. Um, I'm a vertebrate paleontologist, which means I study animals that have skeletons, like proper skeletons. Wait, wait, like chordates? Mm. Oh, yes, I do, oh. indeed. <laughs> um, so the chordates, or the vertebrates that I study for my PhD, are called temnospondyls. Uh, which what does are, that mean? Uh, it means uh, split, basically. Cut or split. Mm. Um, and it's in reference to its vertebra. Okay. Um, because that the vertebra is cut. Yeah, the, the vertebra in kind of weird sections. Uh, a normal vertebra of a chordate mm-hmm. uh, is usually a singular kind of um, cylindrical piece. Okay. Uh, whereas um, some temnospondyls, anyway... Uh, have their vertebra cut into three different shaped pieces, kind of like a puzzle. Mm. Um, Yeah, so Temnospondyls are actually an amphibian. They're an extinct group of amphibians. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them grew to quite large, like seven metre long Amphibians. Seven meter, was that a salamander? Uh, No, no. um, They're not salamanders. It's not a frog, is it? Um, they not. no, not a frog either. Imagine um, a seven meter frog. Yeah, that jumping. was that was something. I was worried. <laughs> yeah. I was very no, there, there was a very large extinct frog. This isn't my expertise, but mm. it was called um Beazel Buffo because <laughs> <laughs> of course it was right. I like that. Um, yeah, it's actually in. Um, there was a documentary that came out last year called um, Prehistoric Planet, and it was oh, in one of the yes. episodes of that. I think it did something to a dinosaur. I didn't watch it. Um, Hopefully, not something bad. I, I think it did. <laughs> I think it ate. Like a baby dinosaur or something. I, I don't. Quite know. As I said, I didn't watch it, but um, I'm just spoiling it for everybody who did or didn't. Um, but yeah, anyway. So temnospondyls are extinct. They're distantly related to um, uh, living amphibians, mm-hmm. uh, but very, very distantly. In the same that we're same way that we're distantly related to you know uh, other mammals. Mm, okay. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, so that's what I study. We had a really wide diversity of them in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one that you might have heard of called Coolasuchus. Uh, it was the last living member of its group mm-hmm. um, in the entire world. Um, it's actually cool. super weird because it lived in the Cretaceous period um, and everything else 
died out most of it in the Triassic, which was like uh, wow. 100 million years before that. So it was really ha- hanging on there. Yeah, there was like a couple in the Jurassic, but not many. Um, and yeah, this one weirdo in the Cretaceous um, living what, at the same time as the dinosaurs. Like? Okay, so Coolest Circus, uh, found in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only found its lower jawbone. So, like, the mandibles. Mm. That's it. Um, that's, all, that's all they've found, but they can kind of reconstruct what the rest of its head shape act look From like. From a job Yeah, how do they yeah. do that? Because that's, that's fascinating. So, yeah. um, comparative anatomy right. is something that uh, vertebrate paleontologists and zoologists uh, rely on a lot. And basically, that's looking at the fragment of something and comparing it to other things which are more complete mm-hmm. and saying, hey, that looks a lot like this. So, we can make a pretty good assumption that the rest of it also looked a lot like this. Okay. Um, yeah, in the same way, we can look at the teeth of an extinct animal and probably say, well, that ate meat or oh. that, that ate plants or yeah. I don't know what that ate. But <laughs> um, do you ever make like huge mistakes? Me? No, well, not you. I never make mistakes. I'm perfect. You're, you're right. Well, I, I'm they so must sorry. <laughs> have you ever seen old, like the original uh, dinosaurs and how they're yeah. set up? And oh yeah, this, this, they those, get things wrong. I, I love those old reconstructions of dinosaurs. Funny, yeah. And there's like um, the, the, the statues in Crystal Palace in London. Yeah, they're a perfect example. Um, they're, they're like they they don't look anything like dinosaurs. Oh. Mm. Um, and they use other dinosaur parts sometimes to like construct one dinosaur. Right? Um, yeah, sometimes the skeletons in the museum zone. They, they try not to do that these days. But again, in the olden days, they used to. There's a famous story of two competing paleontologists uh, and one came to visit the other's collection of fossils. Um, And they're looking at this uh, aquatic reptile called an elasmosaur. Uh, They had really long... It looked a bit like Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And the competitors walked into this guy's collection and said, oh, this is a really amazing fossil. Too bad you put the head on the tail. I mm. know that story. Yes, yeah. I learned about it in evolutionary so, biology. Ma- Marsh and Cope were the two paleontologists that were competing against yeah. each other. And, um, and like, yeah, they were actually competing against each other. Oh, yeah, it was other. called the Bone yeah. Wars. Yes. Um, yes. Wow. Which, yeah, it's, it's a cra- it was a crazy time in history. But thanks to the Bone Wars, we have uh, we know about so many like iconic dinosaurs, mm-hmm. uh, like Allosaurus, for right. example. Um, but didn't one of them like steal the other's bone or something oh, to there, try there and was, construct there, his there own dinosaur? Oh, there was so much stealing involved, yeah. <laughs> so much shady stuff. Um, there was times where they both found the bones um, of an animal and they both described it and gave it a name and, and they ended up describing the same animal. So, oh. Oh <laughs> and in cases God. like that, in science, the earlier name takes precedence. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so. oh, it just goes to show humans will fight over absolutely anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything well, that we If can. it comes with prestige or yeah, like your name getting known for forever, right? Yeah. You're the guy who, d- you know, I have the most dinosaur. bones in my <laughs> collection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and, and like, um, you know, there is a record of how many uh, fossil species each one of these guys described. And one of them actually did win by quite a bit, like by 20, oh. 20 or so. Yeah. Ooh. You know what? It's the quality of the bones that you described, yeah. not the quantity. Well, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, is that um, after they died, they were still unpacking the fossils that these guys had found on their expeditions. Like, they couldn't unpack and prep the fossils quick enough to compete with each other before they went back out on more field work. And one of the best skeletons ever of an Allosaurus, so it was like a two-legged theropod, looked a bit like T-Rex but with longer arms and a skinnier head. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the best skeletons ever of Allosaurus was found that way. Mm -hmm. Like, in, I think it was in Cope's, like, boxes of stuff he'd brought back from... (laughs) field trip yeah and they put it all together it was like a nearly complete skeleton like it's like yeah yeah ridiculous right um Holy crap. yeah 
So okay. could um, I could I ask because yeah. okay, like I understand, you know, looking at the bones and, and kind of, you know, describing maybe what it can eat or maybe what its jaw looks like, but how is it that paleontologists can describe what sound something can make or like what color its feathers could be? And also, sorry, quick other question, are all dinosaurs feathered? No. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, all, all living dinosaurs are feathered. Mm. Oh, yes. For anybody who doesn't know, all living dinosaurs are actually uh, birds. Yes. Uh, all, all birds are dinosaurs. Um, and uh, therefore, all birds are also technically reptiles. Hmm. Oh, true. Because all dinosaurs are reptiles. Wait, really? Because I thought reptiles, like modern reptiles, are actually not as closely related to dinosaurs as birds. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. But they're still reptiles. They're still oh, okay. under the big umbrella of reptilia. Okay, that is insane. Um, yeah, so, uh, and actually they're all, uh, well, crocodiles at least are considered to be archosaurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, so crocodiles so are, are dinosaurs? No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they branched off. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But um, for a long time, people thought that crocodiles were like the closest living relative of a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When literally it was the chickens that they were eating for dinner were mm. like yeah. more closely related to dinosaurs. Right. Okay. And everyone goes to a zoo and go, oh, look, it's a living dinosaur. And when they look at the crocodile and the birds are there, like, mm, I hate you so <laughs> the, much. the dead chicken that they're feeding mm. is actually a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, my and, God. yeah. Just don't say it to the cassowary because yeah, he'll mess you up. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, come on. A cassowary looks like a dinosaur. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, like, have you just looking at a bird's feet, like a chicken's feet? Come on. That looks like a dinosaur. They're they're theropod dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but how do paleontologists tell other traits about these dinosaurs? Yeah, so you spoke about colouring and sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Let's talk about the sound first. Mm-hmm. So they can do things like look at the uh, width of the throat to okay, see. Okay, but if there's no throat, then what? If, the, if there's no throat, then um, other dino- there were dinosaurs like um, so they're called hadrosaurs, uh, the duck-billed dinosaurs, uh, mm. Parasaurolophus. Yeah. Um, they have these really ornate crests and mm. ridges and stuff on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, that we CT scan the skulls and we can see that they're hollow, mm-hmm. um, creating chambers of resonation like a brass instrument. Right. So then they can 3D print these skulls or these chambers, blow air mm-hmm. through it and, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically work out what it sounds oh, like. Oh, damn. They're making dinosaur instruments. So you're saying we could recreate a dinosaur symphony if we got enough of these remade? Oh, yeah, my I, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, Wait, are you saying they're not pleasant sounds? Probably not. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, well, you know the story about how the sounds of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park were made, right? No. Uh, no. It's, it's turtles having sex. Oh, <gasps> so, All of them? <laughs> most of them, yeah. No. Turtles sound awful when having sex. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever heard it is through Jurassic Park, and they sound they sound pretty scary. You'll never watch that movie again, will you? In the same way, Harry's um, just walking through the, the zoo and tortoise is having sex. He's like, it's oh! a, it's a much more erotic movie than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, of all these animals, what is the? Or do you have a favorite extinct mm. creature? Um, and don't say not not including the one you study. Well, yeah. See, that's that's, that, not that's actually yeah. my cop out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want that. Out. I don't want yeah. that cop out. So, uh, no, and nobody like, likes I, I, some amphibian. Yeah. So, so I mean, I do. Oh, yeah. sorry. Amphibians yeah. are oh, all right. Oh shit, you're yeah. right. I'm talking to yeah. two amphibian, amphibian with a head like a head like a toilet seat, like you know, like actually shaped like a toilet seat. It was amazing. Wow. Um, and lifted its like head up 
like so, a toilet seat so useful <laughs> such a useful creature but it would fit right in home in uh, Flynn, Fred Flintstone <laughs> <laughs> in the toilet <laughs> yeah I, I wonder why the Flintstones didn't have a Temnus yeah. model for a toilet that'd yeah. be funny um, no it's uh, for um, suction feeding so mm. they they were aquatic. Mm. So living in the water, you have to lift up your big toilet seat head. You're going to suck in a lot of. Oh my god! They literally flush their toilet. Yeah, to that's eat. how they ate. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. Okay, but what's your actual favorite? Um, not so, toilet frog. That's you can really, bring back. You can bring actually, one back. You can bring it back. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really hard question. Yeah. Oh. Because um, paleontologists get asked this a lot, mm. especially by children. Mm. Oh, of course. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what's what's get, your favorite dinosaur? Yeah, exactly. So, like, even as an arachnologist, I get asked that question. I'm like, what's your favorite spider? Like, oh, the, that's, the, the, the best yeah. spider is the funnel web, and that's it. No, 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 no. The best spider is the peacock spider. Okay, that's they're pretty spider. funny. They are the cutest little spider. spiders, okay? Yeah, like, and nobody can argue with me. Well, that's I mean, it. cute is always, you know, There is that spider. Subjective. There is that jumping spider that lives, I think, in, like, Southeast Asia to Northern Australia, and they're like a group where they problem solve. Have you heard of this? I wonder no. if you know about this. You should look this up because yeah. I think you could shed some light on it. We need Caitlin back on to talk yeah. about spiders um, they've for shown a spooky them... Halloween special. Yeah, we should. Spooky so spiders. They've spooky. shown them like planning out how to um, to actually, because they hunt other spiders in yeah. webs, and they've shown them like watching and like looking <gasps> at where they'll go. I've seen the Planet Earth episode on mm. that actually. Yes, I know exactly now what you're talking Now that's a cool about. spider. Yeah, that's that is up a there very cool. With top-notch spiders. You know what? Jumping spiders, period. Are yeah, the they're, coolest they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But anyways, what is your favorite? Um, so I dinosaur? I was doing a talk at the museum mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago for a bunch of school kids, mm. and they asked me what's your favorite dinosaur, mm-hmm. uh, and I said, well, my favorite dinosaur uh, is about it is quite small, uh, lived in cold areas. I'm, I, you know, I play this guessing game with them because mm-hmm. I like to do that. It's fun. I used to be a primary school teacher, oh, so yes. yeah, this is this is a lot. How did it's, you it's a lot of fun survive? for me to. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why Seriously. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I said, had feathers. So they're calling out names. Like, oh, it was Velociraptor. It was, you know, all mm. these feathered dinosaurs. I said, no, it's a penguin. <laughs> oh, you cheeky bastard. I know, I know. They, they don't like it very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally when I get asked, what's my favorite? It's usually the one that I'm studying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so like, yeah, when I say, what's your, what's your favorite tennis bundle? I'll say, oh, it's cool, Azucus. Or, mm. um, yeah, but so, it's also because you know so much about it. You kind of almost like, you know, build a bond with it, right? It's your yeah. research animal. I understand. Yeah, um, I mean, and... Yeah, you know, when I have actually named species, like from fossils, that you've they've, named they've species. Like, yeah, that is very cool. Did you go down the what road? Did you go down? Did you name it after yourself? After a, a so a colleague, I have I have named a species of fossil crocodile. The genus yep. was already named. It was called Isis fordia. Because yep. um, it was found in, near Isisford in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and so I named a species after a famous crocodile researcher. His name was Ralph Molnar. Mm. So it became Isisfordia molnari. Very cool. Um, I'm in the process of naming a new fossil amphibian, a temnus bondle, mm-hmm. but that paper is not accepted yet, so I can't really yeah, talk yeah, about we it too talk much. About it. Um, get me back on and I'll talk to you all about that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you ever, I mean, although it's tacky, right, in science to name anything after yourself? People do do it. Uh, yeah, but, people have but done it. And I it think is tacky. people get made fun of for that because yeah. it's like yeah. you really thought you were, like, you're special, sure, because you're a scientist and you're doing this amazing mm. work, but like, you named us something after yeah, you. Like, it's it's not a great look. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not a, a it's look. not a great look. I mean, if you were to ever do it, you could turn around and say, "Well, actually, yeah, I named it 
After whatever. my mother, yeah. uh, her last name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it happens to be the same. Yeah, <laughs> I was named after my my friend Lachlan, not me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Duh. A, lot of, a lot of Lockies out there. Yeah, a lot that's, of Lockies. I wasn't yeah. referring just to myself. You yeah. think I'm that egotistical? All Lachlans going out to all of you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but seriously, what an Australian name. I have never heard of a Lachlan until I really? came to Australia, and then it's like every second person it, it's in the world. It's actually a Scottish name. Mm. Oh, is it really? It's a, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it translates oh. to like Lakeland. Like lock? Oh yes, lock. Oh, literally does. That makes sense. So literal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, yeah, British people for you. Mm. They're very right. Literal. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Oh, just a little aside here, and I'm gonna. You can have a laugh about this later. So my, <laughs> I'm just thinking about names. So my best friend's name's Ty. T Y E. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember going to his house when we were younger, and his mum had this plaque on the wall, like some people do. Like they get like this thing that says, "Oh, like, what their name means," and like all these things, and it said. Tie, meaning maker of tiles. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna listen to this and hate me, but um, <laughs> and I always laugh at it, and I still like st- we still laugh at it to this day because like so it's like yeah, it's like so literal again. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he also like uh, it's inspired from British the name? Um, I think so. Oh, okay. Like yeah. it probably would be because it's like very you know literal. Mm-hmm. So it's got that British. Uh, you know, yeah. If they're something Smith, that means they make something. Yeah. Right, yeah, because they're not, Smith. Not thinking yeah. too hard about it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> not overthinking yeah. where, where do they live? What do they do for a living? What did their dad do for a living? Yeah. Exactly. Who, who's, whose son they were, are they? Oh, they're David's son. Okay, so their surname is now David's son. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> well, back to dinosaurs. Or actually, uh, another question in terms of paleontology. Does paleontology just mean you study things that are extinct or does it mean you study dinosaurs um so because not all things that are extinct were dinosaurs correct yeah so um (laughs) paleontologists uh study all extinct life okay so that's right from when life first appeared on earth half a billion years ago Mm -hmm. up until I mean, it, it, we can kind of blur the line a bit. Uh, is someone who studies the thylacine a paleontologist? Probably not. Um, Why is that? Well, it only became extinct like 80 years ago. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow, you're not good enough thylacine. for the paleontology. Yeah. Because, uh, but if you study the fossils of the thylacine, so we actually have the fossil record of thylacines that goes back oh. about 40,000 years, mm-hmm. or maybe even more. Oh, so young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a drop in the ocean. But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, when you're talking like half a billion years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so if you study the fossils mm-hmm. of something, I'd say you're a paleontologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, not everything that's a fossil is a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, woolly mammoths obviously are not dinosaurs. Right. Dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what next? It's a yeah, dinosaur. The, we have fossil spiders, Anastasia. We I have know. Fossil insects and fish mm. and yeah, that's true. Um, arthropods. All arthropods, like trilobites, mm-hmm. are all only known from fossils, and they're you know, extinct relatives of all arthropods. Right. So, okay, why did the dinosaurs go extinct? Is it because of a meteor? Um, I thought that was liberal lies. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> yeah, was a exactly. liberal uh, lies. Actually, God yeah. just completely yeah. made them go extinct. And it, then it he the wants flood. to test it. Yeah, it, was, it, was it was definitely the flood. The the, flood yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're right. Noah's flood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, so, <laughs> current, current consensus is yes. Uh, the meteor, they didn't all die on Monday. Mm. Uh, that's a bit of a they suffered and suffocated and yeah 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 oh yeah like whoever threw the meteor at them like wanted them to suffer like they, they were done with them. <laughs> oh my god um, we like, won't rest until we find out who it was <laughs> screw those guys they've been on the earth for too long um, 250 million years Pff, whatever yeah. Um, yeah so anyway um, they yeah so they've actually found at least one impact crater that they can date okay. w- with the dating of the rocks back to mm. 
66 million years ago when the extinction of the dinosaurs occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, near Mexico. Right, okay. Um, obviously, a meteor hitting Mexico is not going to affect the dinosaurs living in Australia immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but it will. So, so why? Like, um, what was it that happened after the meteor strike? So we've got things like seismic events. What does that mean? Uh, like earthquakes, volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's chucking carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, right. making it hard to breathe, killing the plants. They can't photosynthesize. Climate change. Mm-hmm. Climate change, mm-hmm. 100%. More liberal lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, climate change is not real either. Yeah, it, it's not definitely not the cause of any of Earth's mass extinctions. No. Mm. Um, it's, it's probably the cause of most of them because <laughs> um, <laughs> we've had about six, right? Six mass extinctions. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, all caused by some sort of climate change. Um, look, climate change was probably a big factor in a lot of them. Right. Um, okay. I mean, you know, no one was there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we are in one now. Well, but this is human-based climate change. Like it's this still is climate like change. It, it is still yeah. very much, but it's like almost like synthetic climate change. You know, like we are forcing <laughs> this climate change where yeah. it doesn't have to be like this, but we are yeah. making it. Yeah. Like so this. I think I, I read something. I, I can't verify this, so feel free to delete it later. But um, we'll never delete it. <laughs> it lives on forever. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, so, but I read something like uh, the rate of extinction of species, like in this period we're living in now, mm-hmm. is more rapid than any other time period before it. Well, yeah, because we're literally killing them and suffocating them. Like, yeah. we are a pretty shitty species, let's face it. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just humans. Let's be fair to ourselves a little mm. bit. It's not just us. Some of these things would have become extinct on their own mm. anyway. True. There's a yeah. background rate of extinction, for sure. Yeah, mm. background rates yeah, of yeah. extinction, exactly. But we're the majority of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can be definitely be blamed for the thylacines and the dodos. Yeah. <gasps> oh, um, definitely the dodos. What happened with the thylacines? Well, uh, Australian... Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah they thought they attacked sheep, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they'll, 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 they'll say, oh, yeah, they'll wrecking their farms, like they're mm. eating their sheep. Oh, my God. Um, and Farming? so there was a massive um, thylacine cull. Um, and at that stage already, they were endemic to only Tasmania. Mm. Oh, yeah. So they'd already become extinct on the mainland of Australia. Mm-hmm. And obviously, once you're endemic to Tasmania, you can't get off that island. Mm, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so, very hard. Very difficult. Yeah, especially when you're a marsupial who can't swim very well. Yeah. Um, oh, let's just really quickly describe what a thylacine is. Because I'm not going to lie, I just recently went to Tasmania and I saw pictures of it. And goddamn, it's the weirdest looking creature. Yeah. And it's a marsupial. Yeah, it's like, a It looks marsupial. like a cat or like, looks like a cat, rat, Tasmanian devil sort of thing. But then... It's a marsupial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a marsupial. Like, they call it the, the Tasmanian tiger. Mm. So, it's like a marsupial cat or dog. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely marsupial. Has a, so, marsupial means it has a pouch. Mm-hmm. And it carries its young in its pouch after it's born, just like a kangaroo does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they were, you know, about as big as your average size dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were carnivores. Right. Yeah, they were the only second carnivore, right? Because Tasmanian devils are carnivores. Third. Oh, who's the third? Um, quals, right? Quals. Thank you. Yep. Quals. Oh, I, I, I didn't drew a blank there. Thank you. It was quals. Carnivores. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So quals, uh, Tassie devils, and Tasmanian tigers are right. three. Were the only three living mm-hmm. um, carnivorous marsupials? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some in the past too. So here's here's a cool evolution thing for you. So mm-hmm. there's something that they call the marsupial lion. Its scientific name mm-hmm. is Thylacoleo. Which is one of the greatest scientific names ever, it's by the way. It's Thylacoleo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it sounds like a song title. Yeah, mm. it's, it's so good. Thylacoleo. I love it. Um, yeah, uh, named by none other than Richard Owen. Oh, I was going to say Thylacoleo Smith. 
Obviously. <laughs> Carnifex. So it's, it, it gets even better in the specific yeah. name. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, named by Carnifex Richard Owen. sounds like a gun. You'd call yeah. your gun Carnifex. Mm. This is my Carnifex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my Carnifex. Um, <laughs> that was bad. Um, delete that. Keeping that um, in. You're a dad. We're keeping it in. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, it was named by Richard Owen, who also, you know, just did something you know, really minor in my field, like make up the word dinosaur. Never heard oh. of him. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's that word again? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. No, 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 no. We—it's not um, even existed in the dictionary anymore. It's been extinct. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, that was worse than my joke. <laughs> wow! How dare you? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll leave now. Um, <laughs> no, please. <don't. laughs> um, yeah. So, Thylacoleo, we call it the marsupial lion. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably about as big as a smallish lion. Probably not like a large-sized lion, but it had like a sickle claw on its thumb. Just a thick lion with two C's. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was marsupial, so again, carried the pouch, like carried the young in its pouch. Mm-hmm. Sickle claws on its thumbs, these really weird teeth. So like one of its molar teeth is called a carnassial tooth. And it's basically like a slicing blade, which Whoa. it would have used like in like its it's shearing meat off bones of other animals. Would that be similar to like a shark's tooth? Um, no, I'm just trying to think of an actual great analog to think of. Um, so it's, it's actually more shaped like a chisel. Oh, uh, okay. Like a really sharp chisel on the top yeah. and the bottom, and just like you can imagine how like sharp, like extra sharp, and just like slicing stuff. It was oh man, you're slicing, dead right away if bone. that thing gets you. Yeah, um, and I mean they needed to have that because they were hunting really big um, animals called diprotodons. Mm. Which that? were okay. Diprotodon is the largest marsupial that ever lived. I don't can't even talk about marsupials so much. I don't even like. Yeah, it's yeah. like almost like we live in Australia. Or yeah, something. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so diprotodon was the largest ever marsupial. It stood um, about as tall as a rhino, maybe a little bit b- bigger than a rhino. Whoa! Um, and it looked like a wombat. So oh. they, they, sometimes they call them giant wombats. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the scientific cool. name again by Owen. Diprotodon. Yeah. This guy, man. Oh, man. This guy. Yeah. Overachiever. <laughs> I know. Like, I, seriously. I do think there is both a Thylacoleo and Diprotodon uh, sculptures at the Australian Museum in Sydney. Oh, no they way. Are the public, if they want to yeah, go that, see that, this that, stuff. I, and I work there. And he That's works there. So, you know, I've can. I i I've seen them a lot. Yes. So, yeah. you got three th- three reasons to go to yeah. the Australian, to the Australian Museum. Museum. Yeah, but but exactly. don't, don't ask for me. I won't turn up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be too busy working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so, yeah, and they think that Thigh Like Leo uh, used to, like, kind of sit in trees, perhaps, and, like, pounce Ooh. down on its prey. Were they, uh, you might not know this, this is probably hard to tell, but do you think they were pack hunters like lions? Because um, Diprotodon sure. is quite a bit, quite a lot bigger. Yes. So like, But it, also quite a lot slower and probably quite yeah. a lot dumber. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but probably the, one of the more terrifying things about Thylacoleo is that it coexisted with humans. Good fun. No way. So is that why they're extinct? Um, <laughs> no. That's debatable, isn't it? There's well, quite a debate about oh, really? why yeah, about Australia's the mega, megafauna yeah. when extinct. Um, yeah, and, that's true. And I'm not going to dip my toe into don't, that at don't all. Don't worry. Um, yeah. totally fine. <laughs> a lot of nerds care about this shit too much. That is and true. I, I totally yeah. understand when people there, there, don't There's been it. some great scientific papers written about it. I yeah. haven't read them. So. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so it, it did coexist with humans, which mm. is, yeah, quite yeah scary. And... There's actually some talk now, and there might even be some evidence to say that um, the knowledge and the past on knowledge and the cultural knowing of indigenous people of Thylacoleo actually brought forward the myth of the drop bear. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 
Because oh, it's a marsupial. God. It's living in a tree. It's going to drop out of the tree yeah. and eat your head. But it wouldn't have looked like a ko- koala. Oh, it looked kind of koala-y. Oh, okay. It, it okay. looked um, more koala-y than a regular lion. That's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, but it's like, I feel like you have to squint your brain to see koala. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, have you seen like photos of koalas with mange? No. Mm, yeah. What, what does mange pretty... mean? It's got like this weird disease. It's you know, it's, it's fur gets all mattled and mm. starts falling it's out. It's like a skin oh. disease. It affects a lot of animals. Um. So Even like, humans. and they can get rabies too. So think of like a, a mangy rabid koala. That's big. Oh, That's big, yeah. and it's got like sickle claws and doesn't eat eucalyptus. Oh, okay. Not quite yeah. as slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Not as chill, at, not even close. Oh, even my close. God. Yeah. So, this um, is awful. Yeah, but may- maybe that's right. why drop bears are a thing. Okay. Okay. That's, Makes that, sense. Now, that would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, the, the study of drop bears. Okay, but let's go back to why the meteor actually killed everything. Other than, like, the first impact, obviously, you'd get crushed by... Yeah, so f- first impact, like, obviously, anything that was standing close to it died from impact. yeah. yeah. Um, Would it be like a nuclear reaction where it's just like it just it's a wave of oh yeah. just like completely incinerating you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they estimated it to be like the power of like uh, ten or fifteen atom bombs or something. Oh like that. damn! Okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, it, it was it was pretty devastating. Um, mm. So something hitting the Earth at that power uh, also would have probably slowed down the rotation of the Earth wow. to some extent. No way. Yeah. Oh shit! That's so insane. I mean, not like. Massively, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have affected like Earth in space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you know, as I said, like the the clouds are blocking out the sun. Mm-hmm. Plants can't grow. Mm-hmm. Plants die. Mm-hmm. Plant eating animals have nothing to eat. They all die. Meat eating animals have nothing to eat. But the scavengers are having a fucking buffet. <laughs> and that's why mammals are still here because Yay. mammals ah. then were all scavengers. Well, not oh, all of them. That's a bit of a generalization, shit. but. Yeah. But, but wouldn't like a carnivore turn into a scavenger? Like if you ha- if you've got to eat, you've got to eat. Right? Some some groups survived that extinction. Like so, why did dinosaurs? Mm. Why didn't dinosaurs? Great question. Big. Come this on, one, you're a paleontologist. Were big. Yeah, well, the, small, the smaller ones did kind but of. But mammoths survived. No, or, or, mammoths survived. No, 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 later, no, no, no. Oh, right? okay, later. okay, okay. Crocodiles okay. survived. Why would they survive? Water, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, true. There was lots of stuff living in the water too that died. Yeah. Okay. So why did plesiosaurs, mosasaurs? They all died. Okay. Maybe there was Um, tiny crocodiles. The meteor was very clearly against dinosaurs specifically. Prejudice. You think it was a prejudice? (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely very selective in what it knocked out. Um, But just talking about that, um, that particular extinction event only wiped out like 66% of Earth's species. Now, I say Only. only. I say only because the greatest mass extinction event that happened in the history of Earth was at the end of the Permian period. Which was when the, was that the in period, terms of time? So about three hundred ish ballpark million years ago. Okay, um, and that one um, t- knocked out over ninety percent, maybe ninety two percent of all living things. What happened? High school. Uh, what happened? Um, good question. Again, climate change, volcanic activity, mm. um, and animals just weren't uh, adaptable enough back then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was like, yeah, a huge amount of animals died. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, that earned Permian extinction event following that was the Mesozoic, um, starting with the Triassic period, which mm-hmm. people now know is when dinosaurs first arrived mm-hmm. on earth. So not Jurassic. No, the Triassic came first. Okay. Um, dinosaurs went there at the start of the Triassic. They kind of evolved through it, through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
my study group, the Temptospondyl amphibians, mm. are one of the few that survived that extinction event. Wow. So they were present pr- pr- prior to and after. Yeah, they were, yeah, wow. um, before and after the end Permian mass extinction, and they survived a second mass extinction event, which was at the end of the Triassic period. Oh, damn! I know, man. But third time's not the charm. They didn't apparently. even well, they didn't even make it to the end of the dinosaurs' reign at this stage. Oh, like, why? So they di- they died out in like the middle of the Cretaceous period. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's a good question. Why? Like that one in Australia, Coolasuchus, toilet seat head. Mm-hmm. That was the last one to um have lived mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I'm guessing just the climate wasn't nice enough for an amphibian mm. of like a five meter long amphibian yeah, to live in. Yeah. yeah and yeah. would amphibians be just as susceptible to like a change in climate as our amphibians are now um probably um okay. it's hard to tell yeah. um they're definitely um would it be definitely something uh, that'd be interesting to find out um but I don't know how you can test you know pH tolerance for example yeah. in a fossil um, yeah, no you're not either. exactly like putting on sunscreen and then touching the fossils to see if it dies later. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or just you know, one little drop of yeah, you know, some sort of alkaline in the pond water. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But why? So, in terms of the extinction, right? The the big dinosaurs died out. How many like small insects would have died out as well, or would the majority of insects and and arachnids and stuff survive? Um, that's a good question. Um, and because I don't study things without skeletons, mm. I really don't know. I think there would have been um, a mass but, die but off of parasites. Sa- oh, oh probably. yeah. But having, having said that, like there are a great number of insect species mm-hmm. that arose during the Permian period. Mm-hmm. How um, long ago was that? That was before that big dying. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and they are still alive today. Like the lineages are still alive today. Maybe not the exact species. Yeah, mm. but the lineages are still alive today. So, and oh, these wow. are all um, insects that, I mean, arachnids arose during the Carboniferous period, which was even before that. Oh, um, wow. okay. Carbon- they super old. Yeah, yeah. The Carboniferous period was like the age of insects. If you want to look up some really big, funky insects, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, look up Carboniferous because that's when we had dragonflies as you know. As, I as big saw as the a pictures plate. of that in my encyclopedia. Yeah. Because I used to be obsessed with dinosaurs and I had an entire dinosaur encyclopedia and I just kept on rereading that and I remember this picture <laughs> yeah. perfectly. Huge Meg- Mega Neura, I think it was called. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. And there was like a centipede that was like meters and meters long. Which is disgusting. Um, Arthropleura was its name. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Arthropleura, like many legs, mm. right? Oh my gosh, look at me. It's like I speak Latin. Hips or legs. <laughs> hip, 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 the so leggy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Carboniferous has been like all those um, really large insects lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like there's lineages that were alive then, alive in the Permian, that are still alive now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, like dipterans, flies. No way. They're still alive now. Well, oh my god! Uh, oh my god! That was such a stupid. This question. is a uh, breaking news. Dipterans <laughs> flies are still exist. Uh, apparently, that's news idiot. to some people. <laughs> wow. Okay. Beetles. Cut that out, please. I'm uh, not that yeah, much of an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Okay, the Beatles. The, the, the Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were back then. <laughs> yeah. Love me do. Unfortunately, right. they died when humans were around, so that's <laughs> yeah. probably what killed them. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only two Beatles left now, right? That's a shame. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is only N- two. Uh, nearly uh, only Paul and Ringo. Yeah, so 50% of all Beatles are now extinct. Yeah. And nobody liked Ringo, let's face it. Well, he's still alive. Ringo is one so? one's still alive. Oh, yeah. What do you think? He Joke. listens to his podcast? <laughs> Joke's he's going to listen and be like, oh, well, he the might. parties don't like him. It. It's not actually beyond the realm of possibility. Peace and love, man. <laughs> that he does. <laughs> 
Hi, Ringo. Oh, hashtag Ringo. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, I'm a huge fan, Ringo. I yeah, really not am. not everyone on this podcast hates you. <laughs> Just Anastasia. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Harry, are you telling me you're a Ringo fan? I think, he's, you know, he's all right. Have you seen the Beatles documentary? No. The most recent one? He seemed like a nice guy. Oh, I'll say okay. that for him. He, he had a pretty cool haircut back then. They all did. <laughs> they all had very good haircuts. Yeah, that, 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 that was like their trademark, right? Speaking of past mistakes, <laughs> you... <laughs> Segway! <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> um, I've heard that you investigate some past mistakes of evolution. Yeah, so... I'd love to hear about it. Wait, wait, evolution doesn't make mistakes. Evolution, evolution is like God. Evolution <laughs> is a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Um, Turn back. You know what? Let's define evolution first because a lot of people have a different uh, misconception of evolution being linear and leading to perfection, which is not what evolution is like. No. Um, If you believe what creationists say, then they'll say that's absolutely the definition of evolution. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, However, um, it is not. No. Um, Evolution can... I see evolution as a series of experiments um, that sometimes work. <laughs> mm, I like that definition. Um, and the ones that work are the ones that are m- most convenient and work best for the environment that the animal's living in. Like dipterans. <laughs> wait, wait. They exist. <laughs> still around. Still now. Yeah. Shit. To this day. I think I saw one today. Yeah. Oh my God. How are you finding these? Yeah. Is it all your bananas that you have out? <laughs> yeah, the fruit flies. They're just after me. Yeah, I knew it. It's it's because they're dinosaurs. Flies are dinosaurs. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so tell us some mistakes that evolution mm. has made. Um. So. Which evolution makes a lot of mistakes. It's just a lot of those mistakes happen to die out. Yeah. I mean, and it's 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 it might be a little bit unfair to say that everything was a mistake. Mm. Um. But it's still, I guess evolution is really random as well. Yes. So it's, it's, it's kind of a question of right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, like a large um, marsupial, the size of a rhinoceros, but as big as a wombat, like that looked like a wombat, mm-hmm. um, that was alive 40,000 years ago. That was the right place and right time for that particular animal to be mm. living. Mm-hmm. Um it probably would not survive if it was, you know, wandering around 65 million years ago with the dinosaurs mm, because okay. uh, it would It'd have be been a, a tasty meal. snack. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, T-Rex would have had a field day. Um, uh, would T-Rexes have been in Australia? No. Oh. Well, then. Seriously. You're so upset by that. I am. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I was being facetious. Come on. Like, pick, get, get with it. Um, yeah, so um, I guess... Yeah, I've got there's some really kind of and as I'm saying some of these names, I encourage your listeners to Google them mm-hmm. so they can have a look at uh, what they're actually uh, what I'm actually talking about. Yeah, because maybe my visual descriptive skills Ooh, aren't so good. We will Google it also, and then we will also add to your description. How about that? Oh, okay, yeah? go for it. Yeah, this this will be a fun game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like this game. <laughs> I like this game. Okay, so I guess one of the more famous um, weed weirdos in the story of evolution is something that's colloquially known as the Tully monster. Tully, T A L L Y. I have read about oh. this freak. Um, its its scientific name is Tullamonstrum, which oh. literally translates into the Tully monster. Oh my um, god! So what is wrong with its, it's neck? It, it that's not its neck. Oh my god! Look at its little hands. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. 
So the telly monster looks a little bit like a fish um, that Wait. is kind of crossed with a submarine. Those little things are its eyes. Yeah. It's got, um, it's got eyes on stalks like a snail. It's got its uh, mouth at the end of a really long proboscis. Um, it looks like a claw, like from a claw machine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the back end of it is kind of squid-like. Yeah, yeah, true. Just, it ends in this. Yeah, so. It, okay, it looks like. L- l- okay, Lachlan, how would you describe it? Yeah, it's it's very hard to describe. So yeah, it's looked. It it's, it's got it's got kind of the streamlined body of a fish, mm-hmm. um, or a squid. A squid might be, be even better. It's got eyes on stalks like a snail. Um, on the body of the on fish. the body on the body. Yeah. Um, then it's got a really long proboscis coming out the front mm-hmm. um, that it used as an appendage, which was an arm. Um, oh my god! It's yeah. yeah, it's like a an arm. It literally looks like one arm um, yeah. with like a claw at the end. And I'm pretty sure that was um, also its mouth. Oh uh, yeah! Oh my gosh! But its eyes, like yeah, it, and it just like we, make sense. It, none of this is actually speculative. So they've found really great fossils of it. Um, oh damn! Yeah, so uh, this animal is so weird that um, uh, when it was first discovered, and actually for years and years after it was discovered, scientists were arguing about what it was, <laughs> like where it actually fit <laughs> in the evolutionary tree. Like they said, "Oh, that's a vertebrate. That's a fish. Oh no, that's not even a fish. That's an invertebrate. That's a squid or something that's like it's more like a it's a mollusk. Or it's yeah, a cephalopod. I've never it's, seen anything like it. It mm. is one of the weirdest things that's ever lived on the face of the earth. Mm. It is truly an abomination. It is. Um, it, is. it is truly. Yeah. I would. I would guess just on the artist's depiction, invertebrate. No, it's not. No, it Nothing. actually is basal to fish. Wow. So it's oh. um. Probably the most uh, direct living ancestor is something like a lamprey. Mm. Okay, so yeah, already weird. See. Its living yeah. ancestor is already weird. Yes. And yeah. then you're going winding that back. Yes, because yeah. lampreys are weird. They are weird. Oh, yeah. Lampreys are really weird. Um, yeah, so something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's cute. So would it have gone extinct really quickly? Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, it was, it was, it's only been found in one kind of locality. Oh, where? Uh, I want to say Scotland, but mm. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, I was actually, the first time I saw it, I <laughs> thought it looked like a little Loch Ness monster with just little eye stalks on its body. Yeah. No, it's and that's actually quite small. Oh, it is it? Yeah, it's, it's probably about as big as your hand. Oh, because in the pictures, I mean, I, like, I guess it's hand all magnified, and fingers. right? Like hand and fingers. Oh. But back then as well, so we're talking, I think that's about 350 million years old, something uh-huh. like that. Um, yeah, so young. Yeah. Um, back then... Uh, that was actually a decently sized animal. So damn, the, really? Yeah. Some some of the biggest predators of that time were only about as long as your arm. Like really? th- things things started getting really big when oxygen uh, became more available in Earth. And on, why on did Earth. oxygen become more available? Uh, trees. Oh, okay. So just trees started to develop. And mm. oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. What's the second weirdest thing that's ever evolved? Um, the second weirdest thing. Talk about the tooth mouth thing. The tooth mouth thing. (laughs) Talk about the tooth mouth thing. I'm going to talk about tennis bundles again then. Okay. Because that's uh, tennis bulbins. Tennis bundles. Ten. Tem no. T t t e m n o n o. Ah ah ah. Spondle. S p o n. Ah, spondles. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, uh, not all tennis bundles had this. 
mm-hmm. but uh, a great number of them did. So, oh, they ten- look like little salamanders, but or like little. crocodiles. Yeah, they look like a cross between a salamander and a crocodile, or yeah. like they someone got a frog and like on a conveyor belt and like stretched it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like an axolotl sort of thing, but with yeah. um with legs. Yeah, but they're like they're maybe you know three or four meters long. Oh. Um, um, this might not be known, but did they have a like tadpoles? Yeah, they did. They did have tadpoles. Yeah. Oh, Very wow. They had a larval stage, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of Temnospondyls grew uh, what we call tusks or fangs. Um, not fangs like a spider, but uh, tusks more like a... Um, uh, like a like, like a, mammal a rhinoceros, does. not coming out mm. the top of its skull though. Just so out mouth? yeah, like a warthog. Okay, a warthog's probably a good mm, a good analogy. Okay. Um, but they also grew down from the roof of the mouth, so they had them some growing down from the roof and some growing up from the mandibles, from the lower jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, some temnos uh, grew these tusks that were like so large that when they closed their mouth, they didn't fit inside their mouth anymore, and so literally these uh, lower teeth tusks had to go up through their nostrils when they closed their mouth. Oh, my God. Could they breathe? Uh, I guess, do you know? Um, well, yeah. I mean, that, I don't think it kind of blocked it entirely because okay, that, 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 there's evolutionary weird things that, like, failed experiments, and then there's just, like, you know, God hates you. Like, <laughs> you close <laughs> your mouth once and you drown. Yeah. You suffocate. Um, yeah, <laughs> Um And I'm pretty sure, yeah, they just would have opened their mouth again. Like, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that they're, 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 that's the tooth-mouth thing. So oh they could get God. quite big, judging oh, yeah. by... They could get... Um, I'm just going to show Anastasia this. But they could get... Oh, yeah, yeah. Very they look large. so cute, though. Very big animal. That's terrifying. Yeah. And its its head is so round. Yeah. So that's... And that, that's, that's like... The toilet seat that's head. the toilet seat head. Yeah. you got to Google that, people at home, because yeah. Temnospondyls are quite uh, interesting uh, look, looking. I'm all for encouraging people to... Google. Know, re- research and Google the group of animals that I spent the last three years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Toiling over. Yeah. Um, what would yeah. you say is your like worst known abomination of evolution? Mm. Um, okay. So here's another Googling thing for you, if you mm-hmm. like. Um, there's, a <laughs> oh, there's two. So they lived around the same time. Um, so start with um, Opabinia. So O-P-A-B-I-N-I-A. Um, Binia. <laughs> so holy shit, this uh, looks like a cartoon. Yeah. Um. So Opabinia oh. again had like a kind of fish-like body. Uh, it looks similar to the to the tally monster. Yes. Yeah, but this one wasn't invertebrate. So this one did not have okay. a skeleton. Many, oh. many more eyes. Yeah, five eyes. Yeah. Five eyes. Um. It used the proboscis to actually feed itself with its mouth. Though, like it was like a hand. So, um, Opabinia's mouth faced backwards. <laughs> and so it used the proboscis to grab stuff and then feed it into its backwards-facing mouth. I'm oh. not surprised it's not around anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. Backwards-facing <laughs> mouth. Um, okay, but it looks like an alien. Yeah, it does. Um, and so this animal lived in, in the Cambrian period, which was the first okay. period of... Uh, the Cambrian explosion. Yeah, Cambrian mm. explosion. So that was half a billion years ago. That's when complex life first evolved on Earth. Wait, um, wait, do you think this is complex? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's complex, but it's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. just a mistake. Um, <laughs> it's a complex mistake. Yeah. A mistake, nonetheless. Um, it has only five eyeballs. That only? Is so well, no, but <laughs> like, the fact that they're uneven. You know, even spiders have an even number of eyeballs. Um, like, it has five. Yeah, but I think the eyes had, like, multiple lenses on them, though. Oh, so they're multiple uh, eyes per eye. Kind of like yeah. 
flies, mm. you know, flies. diptera that yeah. I just found out exists. I know. <laughs> it's amazing, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, oh, but look. Okay, so on Google, I found this one picture of, like, it's actual size, and it's teeny tiny. It's little. It looks like a little shrimpy. It, it would, like, yeah. It's pretty tiny. It's about as big as, like, a large prawn. Yeah. Um. I mean, listen, it's, it's like, um, uh, the outline kind of looks like a prawn. Like, yeah. it's kind of prawny, prawny-like. Well, it's, um, so it's an arthropod. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So it is ancestral to all jointed-legged animals, mm-hmm. including prawns and spiders. Okay. And all those other weird things. So um, that lived during the Cambrian period. Mm-hmm. Um, they found uh, the fossils um, of another animal that lived in the Cambrian period called Anomalocarus. Now, it's an anomaly. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> yes. So, um, Anomalocarus, there's a couple of cool things about Anomalocarus. So, first of all, it was the largest predator of its time. It was the first, like, Earth's first large predator. Okay, it looks very similar to the other one, yeah, but so it's got really huge mandibles. Yeah. Well, they're not mandibles, they're yeah. appendages. It, it is, it is so, much larger, too. So, and yeah. it's scary looking. So, yeah, Anomalocarus had two eyes on big stalks. Um, they were multi-lens eyes. Uh, they've actually found the eyes of Anomalocarus fossilised. Um, wow. No way. Yeah, um, Emu Bay Shell in South Australia, actually. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, oh, this is such a cute little googly photo. I think it's because its yeah. eyes but look if you're, like But if you're eyes. a herbivore in the Cambrian, oh, yeah, look out. No. So, yeah. terrifying. Um, one really kind of interesting thing about Anomalocarus, this is another kind of good example of how... Uh, sometimes in the past, especially, uh, paleontologists made assumptions about how an animal looked mm. uh, before mm. they found the rest of the fossil. Oh, so no. the first part of an Anomalocarus they found, and in fact they found heaps of them, mm-hmm. uh, were those curly front appendages, mm-hmm. which kind of look like the body of a prawn. Yes. Mm. And so that's what they assumed they were. So uh, like, oh, prawns have been around for ages. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't think it was a prawn, yeah. that, but that was something similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until... They found fossils of like the entire articulated body. Yeah. Like, ooh, we messed up. Like, <laughs> they're, 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 they're not, that's not the whole thing at all. That's only it's like feeding appendages, which it uses to pick up trilobites off like the seafloor and shove it in its mouth and crush them up and eat them. Aww. But yeah. it's so cute. And, it is. And from some angles. Yeah. Um, so, another kind of cool story about that, and this is another really fun evolution story as well. So, there's a fossil fish that looks a lot like a shark, and its name's Helicoprion. Okay, one sec. You gotta give us some time to Google this. Helicoprion. Helicoprion. It sounds like a punk band. That's a good punk band name. That's a great punk band name. Not bad. Oh whoa! It does look like a fish, but with like um like a cyclone tooth. Yeah. As its bottom jaw. So um Helicoprion. Um, actually, yeah, you're making this up. <laughs> I don't believe this <laughs> yeah. image. This is unbelievable. Okay, it's literally so, like looks like what it looks like. That one you're holding up there is a bit of an inaccurate reconstruction. Oh, so, th- it's this... the number one Google photo. Yeah, it's wrong. Um, so, <laughs> Wait, um, are you telling me Google can be wrong? Yeah. This is impossible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so is Wikipedia. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, actually, if you want to see a model of a helicoprion, um, the Australian Museum at this point in time has an exhibition on sharks and you can go Ooh. see it and there is a life-size model of a helicoprion in there. Um, so helicoprion, that line's a bit better. Yeah. Mm. So okay. helicoprion... So the bottom jaw isn't as scary in reality. Yeah. So okay. um, helicoprion was only known and still really is only known from what we call a tooth wall, mm. which is a W... 
H-O-R-L, not wall as in the wall of my bedroom. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, and that, it's basically a spiral of teeth mm-hmm. on a jawbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they found these, they recognised the teeth as belonging to sharks or mm-hmm. something similar to a shark. It's not, mm-hmm. Telcaprion isn't quite a shark, but it just looks a lot like one. Um, what makes it, what sets it apart from a real shark, a shark? I, I, I don't know. I don't do shark taxonomy. <sighs> Perhaps it's bony. You, you ought to know the yeah. answers for all these things, right? Well, no, no. You are expert on all the answers, paleontology. Yeah, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> I just pretend I do. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so um, hel- so they didn't know where this tooth wall went on Helicoprion. And, uh, Harry, you might actually see, if you keep Googling, mm. there's images of all the inaccurate reconstructions that they have done of Helicoprion in oh, the past. Dear. So... They put the tooth wall on the end of its oh, yes, rostrum yes, yes. and had like a like this curly thing coming out of its nose. One. Yeah, that one. Oh. That, that one's hilarious. Oh, it yeah, looks like yeah. Pinocchio. Um, it, yeah, it looks like Dumbo. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks look like, like Dumbo. Dumbo. It looks like an elephant snout, yeah. but with yeah. teeth. Um, they had it kind of hanging down off the lower jaw. Mm. Um, they had. They, they even one reconstruction. They put it on the dorsal fin. Oh my god! Yeah, the dorsal like, fin. What, what what type of animal needs teeth on its dorsal exactly. fin? Exactly. Um, so now they know that most of that tooth wall sat inside the mouth. Mm-hmm. You could see As, one. You know, makes sense. Yeah, so you could see like one arch of the tooth wall in the bottom jaw, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it actually extended down into the throat. And what Whoa. it used that for is to help it crush up food mm-hmm. and process it down into its throat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It does make like, sense. Got like little knives down your throat. Yeah. However, we don't have anything that's alive with mouth gear like that today. Don't so we, we can say like... that like yeah, there was a bit of a failed evolution but, attempt there. But don't we have these like weird fish? Uh, okay. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of a movie now. Okay. Um, my memory might be fuzzled, but I could swear that there's a fish with like teeth down his throat. There are a lot of um, uh, eels have that. Yes. Yeah, so th- that's called a pharyngeal jaw. Okay. Uh, I think hagfish have it too. Maybe yeah, even... I, that's what I was thinking. Maybe hagfish. Even, maybe even lampreys have it. Um, so a lot of um, fish and fish relatives have uh, a pharyngeal jaw. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, it's a second jaw that mm-hmm. lives inside the throat mm-hmm. that then kind of projects itself out and forward when the animal's trying to catch food. Oh my God, it literally turns itself inside out. Kind of. That's disgusting. Yeah, judgment. Um, the judgment. Go- goblin sharks. I, yeah, do there's a, a lot of judgment. Goblin sharks do a similar thing, really? except they can, they don't have a pharyngeal jaw, but what? they can eject their actual jaw forward. Oops, I just hit the microphone. <laughs> that was a really I, good bang. sound. I know. That was I was great say, pop. It sounded like a cartoon. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, That's just the champagne we've just yeah. oh, <laughs> exactly. Go home evolution, you're drunk. Um yeah, so yeah, they they shoot forward with their jaws yeah. to catch stuff. Yeah. Okay, but it's funny cuz those sharks don't intimidate me because their jaw looks ridiculous. Goblin um, sharks? Yeah. Have like, you seen how big they are? No. Actually, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually a lot bigger than you think they are. I'm are they? Like, yeah. In terms of a great white shark, how, uh, how many meters? <laughs> um, how many meters? So. I want to say a goblin shark might be about three to four meters long. <gasps> I was okay, wrong. Yeah, I was big. thinking of the they're wrong shark. Big. Holy fuck! This is <laughs> literally my nightmares. <laughs> oh my god! It looks like a shark with a big nose, but then a really terrifying. Seriously, you I, guys, Google goblin shark. When, when they wash up on beaches, people lose their mind. Oh uh, like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, "What yeah. is this? It's come from the depths of hell." Well, the actual fart go- goblin shark is an <laughs> understatement. More like spawn of the devil shark. shark. 
Why? Wh- I do wonder. Do you know what the purpose of the? Does anyone know what the purpose of the um, nose is? Yeah. Mm. What is so um, most sharks actually have a long nose. Hmm. Um, really, that's true. Wait, wait actually, can I guess? Is it eco-reception? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> shark, sharks have a sixth sense. Oh, yeah. Um, which uh, it's called the ampullae of Lorenzini or oh. Lorenzo or something like that. Um, oh, we have a Lorenzo at UNSW. It's probably him. I have a son called Lorenzo. Oh, oh wow. It's definitely not him. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, and that's their, ec- like, not their echolocation, their extrasensory thing where mm. they can detect certain things in the water mm. that other animals cannot. Right, yeah. But um, but they do use, like, electricity Yeah, it's or like electro like that. something, yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. We can't understand it because we can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but is it similar to bats? Except for just bats produce a noise and then hear that, it back. It's, but it's these different guys, to bats. Yeah, okay. Um, because, yeah, bats, do, but what bats do is called echolocation. Right. Um, which okay. is the same thing that dolphins and whales do when they're doing their so- sounds. Okay, and so it's not something that dolphins and no. whales would do. Okay, gotcha. Um, the sharks are detecting um, electro something in the water mm. um, to help them find prey. Okay. Um, hmm. I think. So, do you know? Uh, I, guess, I guess we need to ask a shark expert about this. You, you probably should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they I'm still, still going to ask you about this. I'm just talking out my ass. But like, is it true? <laughs> That they can smell blood, like a drop of blood in a pool. Um, yeah, or well, they use one of their other senses, maybe chemo reception. Maybe uh, I, I actually don't. Do sharks even have a sense of smell? Who knows? What sure. don't they know. have the best sense of smell? Isn't that what they're known for? I know bears have a very good sense of smell, even more powerful than canids. No way. Yeah, they apparently bears are extremely good at smelling, but obviously having sniffer bears. Yeah. It's not an answer to... I mean, it will, like, deter a lot of people from, like, you know, trying to smuggle drugs at the airport. <laughs> it would be a much better deterrent. Like, just gotta get, uh, get, 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 get a nice Labrador or a grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Canada will uh, that be allowed. Yeah. Be, you, got, you got the bears for it. Yeah, exactly. No bears here. Very hard to import bears. <laughs> bears. Maybe they could, just you know, drop bears. Br- bring back a thigh like a Leo in yeah. instead. You know? yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, they're trying to bring back mammoths. They're trying to bring back... Um, Tasmanian tigers. Have you heard yeah. of this? Yeah. What, are your th- what are your thoughts on this as a paleontologist? Um, well, so I have mixed feelings about them trying to bring back extinct animals. Mm-hmm. Um, for something that we know that humans cause the extinction of, mm-hmm. such as the thylacine mm-hmm. uh, or the dodo, um, I think, you know, go for it. Have a go. Do I think they'll be successful? Probably not. Oh, really? Um, like, you don't think we have the technology yet? Not for the thylacine. Oh. Um, and the reason why for the thylacine is that it's two most closely related animals, which we said before, uh, the Tasmanian tiger and the... Quoll. Quoll. Thank you. I forgot mm-hmm. the word again. It's Very such good. a great word. You mean too. Tasmanian Quoll. devil when you said Tasmanian tiger, Yeah, right? Tasmanian devil. You can edit that out. Yeah. So the Tasmanian... We won't. You're an idiot. <laughs> the Tasmanian devil and the quoll, the two <laughs> closest <laughs> ancestors of the Tasmanian tiger are much, much, much smaller. Mm. So there is no like way that I can feasibly see that they could impregnate one of those animals with a viable Tasmanian tiger embryo mm-hmm. that can then grow inside the mother for long mm. enough mm-hmm. um, without being rejected because of its size. Now, does it have to be closely related to actually yeah. hold the embryo? Okay, so it's not like mm. you can pick like a wombat or a kangaroo or something. No. Okay. Um, and they're actually also very not very closely related. Mm. So they're, uh. they're the closest relatives that are alive, but they're actually not very closely related. So Who's their um, closest relative? 
It, there is some marsupial that I think is not carnivorous that they want to try it with. Okay. Um, but I think they don't want to do cloning. They want to do some kind of fancy gene editing. Mm. So they want to take this animal and then edit its genome yeah. to look like the genome of a thylacine, which just sounds like well, it's, very it's not, difficult. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's not um, technically a thylacine. It's not technically a thylacine. Yeah. And it's the same with the mammoth. So what they want to do is take an Asian elephant and edit its genome to yeah. be like a mammoth, which is not a mammoth. It's a mammoth-like Back, backwards, backwards oh, engineering. Yeah. I see. It, so but I thought that they now have the full mammoth they do, uh, but, genome. Um, that, that, that's just they're going to use that as a template, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah. um, they can't However, However, um, if they had a viable woolly mammoth embryo, mm. I would say that an elephant would probably be big enough to carry oh, yeah. An, yeah. An, uh, a mammoth baby to term. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, so, like, the physical logistics of that would probably better. be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. it's a habitat question, right? I would, I mean, I would have thought. I yeah. mean, especially with the way the Earth is going, you would think woolly yeah. mammoths are particularly unsuited yes. to the Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. They're, they're large. They're hairy. Maybe um, we can shave them on like a monthly basis. <laughs> so then we just have a bunch of elephants running around. Yeah, yeah um, just get elephants. Just get... <laughs> shave a bear, stick we it have, on an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, my favorite thing to rant about when it comes to failed evolution, mm-hmm. and this is um, how I kind of ended my rant when I spoke about this at Splendor in the Grass, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, humans. So, Wait, I used, are you telling us we are not the perfect image of God? That's what I'm telling you. Um, so, <laughs> um, for a long time, people saw themselves as like the center of all living things and the center of evolution. Now, may I interject? It, is it not because they lived in, they believed in a religion and they believed in a God and God in their religion would have made humans in his form? So you can't say that you're bad. Yeah. Because you're in God's form. Yeah, right? saying that, and also um, the notion that all animals are below humans. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate like, that. Like, yeah. and subservient to humans. And, yeah. Um, Which, like, I'm sorry, we're not that great. No. As Lachlan will now explain. Yeah. Well, ev- evolution kind of explains um, that humans are just one step in like Earth's evolutionary journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are many things when you look at a human body mm-hmm. where you can say, hey. That's not really optimal for what how we live our life. So, um, let's begin with we hiccup. We hiccup, and it's really super annoying for us. Yes. Our ancestors who still lived in the water, hiccuping is a great thing to do because it helps air get into your lungs. Uh-huh. Wait, so yeah. really? Yeah, involuntary, um, you know, it's, a hiccup is an involuntary spasm of the diaphragm. Uh-huh. Because um, you're not getting enough oxygen? Yeah. Well, oh. yeah, it's part of it. Sure. Really? Yeah. Um, we get goosebumps. Do you know why we get goosebumps? Uh, well, isn't it to make our hair stand up? Because like a lot of other animals make their hair stand up to make, make themselves look bigger. Yeah. And uh, our ancestors were hairier than us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you some know, people so, still are. Yeah, some I'm are. looking at Harry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you say Harry or Harry. Mm-hmm. You're right. Never I've know. never heard that joke before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can, you can always see your nose. Your nose is always in your field of vision. Um, that's super annoying and not great for. But wouldn't other animals do that? Like I imagine, like a dog. Well, no, because dogs' eyes aren't uh, on the front of their heads. What do you mean? Like... Dogs' eyes are on the sides, more more like on oh. the sides. 
Um, like the Tully monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so evolution has kind of flattened our face a lot. Why? Um, that's a know? good question. Um, probably, I don't know why, our mm. ancestors had longer faces, mm-hmm. um, and that's actually another really great thing. So we have way too many teeth. Um, our teeth mm. don't fit in our mouths anymore. Yeah, I've had to have teeth removed. Most people have to get their wisdom teeth removed because you end up biting your gums with them Mm. Mm -hmm. or they're growing crooked because there's no space for them Yeah, Yeah. because our ancestors had longer faces. So if you look at something like a a lemur or um, other kind of um, primates, Mm -hmm. a lot of them have longer faces. Right, um, Because... That was ideal for them back then when they were, you know, crunching up seeds and fruit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so humans are one of the only uh, animals that can choke on food. The only animal. Well, one of the few, yeah. No way. Why is that? Because our necks are really thin and we have both a trachea and an esophagus shoved in that little gap. Our trachea is large and much larger than in comparison to a lot of other animals because mm-hmm. of the way we vocalize. Ah. So, because of our adaptation to talk and communicate yeah. via talking, mm-hmm. we have this really large, you know, windpipe, um, as opposed to, and it's almost as large as our esophagus, right? Our mm-hmm. food pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, therefore, sometimes when we swallow something a bit big, it gets stuck. Mm. Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, we're also particularly unsuited to childbirth. Yes. Oh, another that's only because we're uncommon. walking upright. Yeah. Like, you know, evolving walking yep. up on two legs has shrunk our hips. Mm. Yeah. And goddamn, women who give birth, mm. kudos to you mm. because it's some of the hardest Shout out to my to wife do. there. She did it four times. Shout out to Lachlan's wife. <laughs> Seriously, human people who give birth... It is the hardest thing to do across all other animal species. Other animals are better yeah. adapted for and, giving birth. And you know what? Um, even though babies are so incredibly hard to give birth to, mm-hmm. um, when they are born, human babies are among the most useless of mm. all animals in the animal kingdom. Okay, yeah. seriously, that bothers me so much because I would totally give birth if I came, like, gave birth to like a baby antelope that just stood up and kind of walked exactly. away and lived its own life. Like a, a baby whale gets born into the ocean, the mother pushes it up to the surface for its first breath, and off it goes, starts swimming, yeah. and that, yeah. that's, that's See life. See you later, bitch. Yeah, you know, um, like oh. a, a baby giraffe drops like a meter out of like its mother's like back. <laughs> Onto the ground, stands up, wobbles a bit, and is good to go. Yeah, exactly. Baby humans, you, you drop either follow them the herd and, you know, or you're dead. Die. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's not, not so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, even and like human gestation is not a short time either. It's quite. I mean, it's, it's not as long as an elephant. Mm-hmm. If if we could, if humans could gestate for as long as an elephant could, mm-hmm. then our babies would be, would be born and then we wouldn't be as useless because yeah. they'd spend oh, more really? time developing inside yeah. the womb. But oh, okay. they just wouldn't fit. Like, they would literally, mm. like, burst out of the mother like the thing in Alien. Yeah. Oh, It's called dear. Uh, okay. matricidal endocytosis. Endo- I'm forgetting the name now. But oh. it's a species I study does that. Yeah. Oh, um, really? So, yeah, they kill their mother like Alien. Oh, my They're God. They're parasites. That's insane. And um, the larvae, they grow inside the mother, eat all their organs, and burst out the gut. So, some species do do that. I'm very glad humans don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it will be horrific. Wait. Matricidal so endotoxin. You never know. Yeah. Um, so, another real bad drawback of humans being upright mm-hmm. is that, um, well, a couple, actually. So, one is that our backs and knees get shot mm. um, because our ancestors were quadrupeds. Yeah. Or they lived in trees. Yeah. 
uh, they weren't designed for standing up and walking upright for long distances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore, you know, our knees give in. I've had three operations on one of my knee to reconstruct wow. oh it because... God. I RIP your knee. I RIP my knee. Um, you know, by the time we're 60, 70, 80, our backs don't work properly anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because... But to be fair, living that long is quite a, <laughs> quite a long time to live. Um, animal. Yeah. Uh, we, we stand upright, so gravity has more of an effect on our... Like our bodies, especially our midsections, so oh. we get hernias because of that. Really? Because, yeah, because gravity is gravity. <laughs> gravity is pushing everything down, right? Including your guts, and the hernia happens when like there's a tear in your abdominal wall, mm-hmm. and your guts poke out of the mm. tear in the abdominal wall because oh of gravity. Mm. <laughs> That's time we found um, this gravity and taught them a lesson. I know. I say. Um, so what, what's, what's a couple of other things? Oh, so humans are the only animals that wear clothes. Yeah. Again, because due to That's our lack because of because we're embarrassed. Yeah. Okay, no, it's due to our lack of insulation. <laughs> yeah, it cold. Oh yeah, true. It'd be cold. Yeah, yeah, we'd be we'd be, be cold. damn. Except for Harry, because he's Harry. Mm. <laughs> yep. um, I still get cold. I, I want that. Oh, I <laughs> no, no, but that's because you're Australian. Uh, see, that's different. If you grew up okay. in Canada, you would have acclimated. So like <laughs> you would have just of, been Harry, man. A lot of naked dudes in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds like the place to be. <laughs> Bears and naked men. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> so other bad things about humans. <laughs> yeah, we're talking shit about humans. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Um, we also, uh, um, so yeah, why do why do men have nipples? Okay, that's fun. true. Yeah, bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, evolution should have like gotten rid of that pretty soon. That's but they true. Didn't. But then they would have looked funny. Yeah. Actually, actually, I think the I think the answer to that is. Uh, when we're still a zygote, um, mm. we Some don't things. have a determined yeah, gen- a biological yeah. sex. Yet. Isn't it? Or yeah. like, uh, from what I heard, is we're, we're mostly feminized as a small embryo. Well, I think the sex determination comes in a bit too late. And mm. by then the nipples have kicked in. Yeah. Oh, and then, okay, and then okay. it's like, oh, but actually you're a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, the genitalia now. all has the same parts. It's just in a different form. Yeah, yeah. It's, right? it's, you're an in or an outie. Exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Pop quiz, uh, our audience. Are you an innie or are you an outie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah d- d- don't, don't tell me. Don't contact me. No, yeah, please. <laughs> uh, can you send a direct message to Lachlan Hart on Instagram? Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> just innie or outie. Yeah. Um, uh, he prefers no pictures, please. Yeah. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> my children use my phone to watch YouTube oh, videos. Oh, God. No, we don't no. want that. Um, yeah, no, we definitely don't want that. Dad, what's this? I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, that's an innie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The bo- wait, wait. Are line. you insinuating that women will send him pictures of their genitalia? I assume. Yeah, I assume. I have a feeling most men would do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Men are just more comfortable I, I taking pictures no one, of themselves. I hope no one does. Yeah, I, I really, don't yeah, I really hope I don't have to explain that to yeah. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So bottom line is that we're pretty poorly adapted to mm. the mm. lifestyle that we live. Yeah. Um, yeah. Humans suck, really. Mm. Like- yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. We've caused climate change for, yeah. what, the seventh time on this planet? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, the other six weren't our fault. No, yeah. This is our first go. Yeah. It's our first go. We're, yeah. we're doing it quite well. Yeah. Um, we're-, <laughs> <laughs> we're setting records left, yeah. right, and center, <laughs> I reckon. But it does make you feel a little bit more um, at one with the Tully monster when you talk about us this way. It's like, yeah, I mean, oh, that's that's it. we're, we're all def- we're all so part bad. of the yeah, all part of the same journey. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know? and right, right back to the Anomalocaris or the Tully mm. monster or Opabinia. Yeah, or even weird marsupials. Like, yeah, we're all yeah. kind of 
in the circle of life. Yeah, yeah um, poetic. Wait, yeah. was that your Elton John? Because that was pretty awesome. It yeah. was like he was on the podcast. Was it? Yeah, totally. Hi, Elton. If you're watching, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah Elton definitely listens to Carver's recording. Tell, tell Ringo. <laughs> no, God, so, no. Yeah, you get, they're probably sitting together having a listen. <laughs> yeah. Ringo's like, let's turn this off. And Elsa's like, no, no, let's keep listening. Look, you never know. So, I might get mentioned. They're so old. They probably don't He's know. He's like, cool, that are. was a pretty good impression of me. <laughs> that, that, that guy did pretty yeah. good. Yeah. He's probably like, I was on that podcast. <laughs> He's got dementia. <laughs> I did see him singing. Did you see the live Elton John singing in um, during COVID when he no. did his backyard performance? you got to look this up because it's funny. He uh, said it was like he was getting his own words wrong for his own songs. And I was like, this is unbelievable. He was probably really? drunk. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, who wasn't during COVID? Uh, that's a good point. That's true. That's a good point. Alcoholism definitely went up. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 Mistakes of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes of the past. Yeah. So um, actually, that's a really good thing to bring up that um, humans, another really shitty thing about humans, is that we are like super susceptible to diseases. Like I know it's more not, so than other things. I, I, I know it's not a, a purely human thing, mm-hmm. but we are definitely uh, susceptible to a lot of diseases that other animals are not. It's true when you see things like you see a lot of uh, crocodiles, for example, they have missing limbs. Animals can lose a limb. Persevere. Toads, you see yeah. this, they can lose a limb. Salamanders can grow them back. Grow, some mm-hmm. can grow them back. That's true. But it always impresses me that they lose a limb and then they're just like on with their life. They don't yeah. get an infection because if you're a human. Uh, you know, before the invent of medicine that can stop that from, like, stop the rot, you're mm-hmm. basically dead. Yeah. If you get if you lose a limb, you're going to die. Yeah. And that's just our lot in life. But you see other animals can deal with it just like, it's another day. Yeah, Just exactly. another day. Exactly. L- lose a limb, lose an eye, lose yeah. a tail, whatever. Yeah. and it's just fine. Whatever. It's like, how, how often do you see, like, a seagull down the beach missing a foot? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. I saw a minor missing one the other day. It was just like had its foot missing and it was Aww. like a club and Aww. it's just like hopping along. And I'm like, it's it, so sad. It, it, it didn't seem that much different to the other miners. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like if, if humans were missing a foot, we well, I mean, we'd have a fake foot. But back in the day, yeah. before fake feet, we'd be in lots of trouble. Yeah, didn't they exactly. just do like what they did on How You Train Your Dragon? Like, oh, yeah. Like the little hook foot That thing. documentary, How to Train Your Dragon. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, fantastic. That, that is more scientifically accurate than you know some of the science things <laughs> yeah. I've Oh, really? I've seen. And it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. Mm. I mean, they, they ride dragons. My, What's my not kid, to my love? Kids exactly. like it. My kids like it. But awesome. on the, on the um, <clears throat> topic of, of illness, aren't we also then more susceptible to mental illness because of our super well-developed because brain? Because we're aware of our own mortality. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, so depression, anxiety, yeah. um, all the plethora melting pot of mental illnesses, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure, like some other maybe highly developed, highly intelligent animals, can uh, exhibit some form of mm. perhaps depression mm-hmm. uh, or anxiety, for mm-hmm. that matter, anxiousness. Um, but uh, yeah, for humans, it's definitely a big thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure, like some like intelligent zoo animals get depressed being locked up in like if yeah. they're in. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I mean, if, I think even like killer whales, like. Do and that's mm. what. Yes, that's why they. Um, yeah, they're all about free willy. But they're also considered to be some of the most highly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Do- dolphins. Dolphins are. Um, yeah, probably. I think they say they're the second most intelligent mm-hmm. um, animal on earth after us. 
Now, come on. Not all of us are more intelligent yeah, than Yeah, look, I, I'd, I'd put some dolphins above. A hundred percent. Some yeah. humans that I've met. Yeah. Um, yes. A hundred percent. You know, if dolphins could vote. I feel like I'd be interested to know what they had to say, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like... I'd probably trust their opinion a bit more yeah. than some other people voting. Yeah, because they're not reading the news. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, 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 they're just editing Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, so and true. the greatest species of all time is the dolphin. The common model <laughs> <known> as dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dolphins are just voting for themselves. Yeah. We have a dolphin president. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It's like the, Sim- the Simpsons episode where the dolphins take over. Yes. No. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I've got to watch that now. But if we're talking about episodes, did you see the very most recent Rick and Morty episode with the dinosaurs? Yes. yes. They skateboard. Yes. <laughs> they skateboard. Yeah. I love that episode I, I, so I, much. I, I lost it when I saw that they uh, that the the skulls reconstructed on the feet of the oh dinosaurs on yes. the other planet. The people, yeah. like, that's why I asked you, like, how do we know how to reconstruct it well? Because mm. that just reminded me of the Rick and Morty, like, every different planet reconstructed well, it differently. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I've said over the past hour, like, sometimes, especially in the past, like, paleontologists stuffed it up. They yeah, really exactly. did. They made huge it, mistakes. And I feel bad judging them because it's like... It's uh, it's fair. You're in literally working with nothing. we look at nothing. them and think, you fool. But no, then no, no. It's like if you just find a pile of bones and someone's like, all right, reconstruct it, you're kind of like, exactly. Well, I mean, it's there's even... Um, so the first finds of fossil bones are like even um, uh, responsible for some stories in folklore and mythology. Mm, so yes. if you've ever looked at the skull of an elephant, for example, mm. um, it's got this big hole in the middle yeah. where its mm. trunk would attach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people found elephant skulls, especially pygmy elephant skulls, or the small fossil elephants, mm-hmm. um, and they said, ooh, that's a cyclops. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's, that makes sense. And sure. You know, that's how dragons see dinosaur came bones, too. Yeah, dragon bones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a thing. Yeah, totally. Um, until, you know, much later on, we learned a lot more about, you know, vertebrate anatomy and comparative anatomy mm-hmm. and anatomy in general. And evolution. Um, and evolution. And... How we all fit in the circle of life. Circle of life. It really, elephant skulls really do look like a cyclops. Yeah, it's exactly. Because they've got that big hole in the middle. Yeah, it's just a yeah. Big hole. Well, it totally. Um, another interesting thing was that when they first found fossil shark teeth, especially megalodon teeth, mm-hmm. so a megalodon tooth can be as big as your hand. Wow. Um, yeah, they're That's enormous. A small tooth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not the size that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's how they bite with it. Um, and yeah, if they first found those and they thought they'll, uh, they call them tongue stones because oh. they thought they were fossil tongues from like snakes. Um, yeah, there's, there's some story from like, I don't know, like the 1500s about how somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they led away a plague of snakes, kind of like the Pied Piper did with the rats, oh. but they did it with snakes and then all the snakes petrified. And so then when they found these, stones on like, the beach that and look and when you look at a shark's tooth and turn it the wrong way mm-hmm. and look at it in a completely wrong way and have no idea about anatomy it kind of does look like a snake so if you have oh. no idea what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> basically if you're making it up as you go <laughs> yeah yeah like people yeah. were back in the day yeah yeah fair enough yeah okay but and so they actually use these to, to um to explain uh stories in their mythology and their folklore mm. and the bible like they mm-hmm. they used like yeah fossils and other uh, evidence in paleontology for that but a snake's tongue is two-pronged. 
Yeah, but like we said, they had no fucking clue what they were talking about. Oh, they were okay. just like, oh, it's like a and, snake's tongue. And <laughs> they've never seen a snake. And actually, sometimes... Um, I'm just calling the primitive humans idiots. <laughs> Most primitive. correct. Yeah. They weren't primitive. Um, but no, sometimes when you look at a, a shark's tooth, the um, the bottom part of it, where it would attach to the jaw, is bilobed. Oh. oh. I didn't know that. So the, or it does will have like an arc, and so it's got two kind of... Sections, which huh. again doesn't look that much like a snake's tongue, but yeah. they'll grasp against stones here and literally. <laughs> and um, oh, it's a fucking snake's tongue or something. Yeah, shit. like the, uh-huh. the, the, and to to fathom that the, there was a shark that you know had yeah. teeth that were as big as your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had a like a, a jaw that a human could basically stand up inside. Yeah, um, yeah. We just yeah that that they wouldn't have been able to like fathom that. So. Can we see a megalodon at the Australian Museum? Yes. <gasps> yes, I am so, there. So, in the sharks exhibit again, mm-hmm. you have to pay to get into it. It's a touring exhibit. Um, it. It's not free. <laughs> the rest of the museum is free. Yes, but the sharks is not. Um, uh, there's a replica of a megalodon jaw, mm-hmm. and you can like see. Oh, that again. is very cool. I, I took a photo of my kids behind it. Oh, it was yeah. Pretty fun. Oh, uh, okay, gotta, so if you yeah, if you have nothing to do this weekend, definitely check out the Australian Museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See they if Lachlan's it. working. Um, yeah. I don't work on the weekends. Wow, <laughs> that's not what a PhD student says. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm doing my PhD on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you at UNSW on the weekends? No, I'm at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Having fun with your kids. Who goes to uni on the weekends? I do. Nerds, loser. Oh my god! How rude! Well, it is a bit, but oh my you know. god! Okay. You know, no matter what city you're in, go to your local museum. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Museums are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, museums are cool. Um, I love museums. Yeah. Um, th- like working at the museum is like my dream come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my mum tells me like when I was little, I went to the museum, um, and met one of the paleontologists there, and I was probably maybe four or five years old, mm-hmm. and I. I and I met him and I walked away from that meeting and I said to my mum, mum, one day I'm going to work here. And mum was like, oh yeah, sure, sure. And then, yeah, actually I have a paid job there. It's not just my PhD. Yeah. I actually mm. have a job there. That's incredible, Lachlan. <laughs> Damn. Um, Fate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. like, you know, so, pursuing My, my, my mum was definitely in tears when I told her I got a job at the museum. She said, oh, that's so good. Like, okay, okay mum, settle down. Like, was it the Australian Museum you, you yeah. went? Oh, wow. No way. Wow. Yeah, it's the same museum I used to like visit as a child. It's, it's Holy insane. crap. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different now. Like, there's hardly any of the old things that were there. But yeah. Really? Well, I mean, well, I, was, I was a child quite a while ago. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I ain't no spring chicken. at least 16. <laughs> <laughs> at least. At least. He has four kids. Yeah, my, my, my oldest, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. My, my older kid's 11. So, yeah, 16 doesn't quite work. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Let's not do the maths. Yeah, exactly. Let's not do the maths today. Maybe next time. No, don't get me back from maths podcast. Just don't. I don't think. I pray that this podcast never has a maths episode. Maths can be fun and cool. Maths can be fun, but it's not a podcast friendly. Um, That's true. Bonga, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not let's work. talk about the hypotenuse. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's discuss Pythagoras. He was, he was probably, the man. Listen, he made a whole religion around numbers. Like he was a pretty. Did he? Yes. What's his religion? Numbers. Numbers. Like That's I'm not, not kidding. No, Num- no, no. But he made the whole religion all about numbers. I and I, did, oh, I, I, did I don't remember what everything had to add up to. But it was very much like he was all into. Pretty yeah. much, he was the first numerologist. Are you, wow. are you thinking of the Mathlicks? 
Uh, uh, I don't know what there? you mean. Is this an Australian thing? No. Like, oh. You said religion and I just said Catholic instead of Catholic. It's another unfunny dad joke. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good one. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, I got it. Come on. Mathlix. I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, I, didn't get it. I would prefer a Mathlix than a Catholic. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That's probably mean. <laughs> I don't want to offend the Catholics. They're... They're pretty, uh, they mean business. They do. The Catholics. But I, I have a feeling we might have at least at least um, struck a nerve with this, you know, whole podcast and evolution. Yeah. They're so probably like, not listening. Cre- cre- creationists. <laughs> well, those are, that's just our entire listener base is Catholics <laughs> until this episode. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the creationists will not be happy. No. Um, but... They look. You have to respect them for their like staunchness in believing <laughs> against like the evidence that's yeah. right in front of yeah. their faces. That's and they'll tell you that the Earth is six thousand years old. And the the you know there's creation museums. Uh, no way. That. Yeah. So, and the guy that actually like started this movement in the United States is an Australian guy. Mm. His name's Ken Ham, and he's an absolute quack. I have and, heard of him, yes. Yeah, and so, um, like, they and they have museums with, like, specimens in them and displays with information, in inverted commas, on them, <laughs> saying, this is a stegosaurus. It lived 6,000 years ago. I'm not oh, even... Oh, yeah. dear. That, that, ma- that, that, like, that hurts me. Yeah. Like, it, it actually makes me, like, yeah. want to cry or scream or both. Because the stegosaurus definitely lived at least 10,000 years ago. Well, <laughs> 11 and a half is our latest. No, no. <laughs> but did you know that there is um, more time, like geological time, in between T-Rex and stegosaurus than T-Rex and us? More time? Yes. Really? Yes. So yeah. it's actually more, if you want to do a accurate um, reconstruction of something, it's less accurate to put a, a stegosaurus fighting a T-Rex um, than it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more accurate to like uh, have a T-Rex listening to an iPod. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. That's yeah. so what would they listen to? T Rex, probably. T Rex, <laughs> probably. Mastodon. T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they'd be a punk rock sort of, yeah. you know, listener. Hundred yeah. percent. They'd be like a little emo, maybe yeah. when they're growing up as teenagers. Of yeah, course. I mean, but dinosaurs didn't have hair, so doing the emo fringe would be pretty hard. They had feathers. Yeah. They could have so, just dyed they, them black. So yeah, they could do the emo feather fringe thing. I yeah, could, I could see that. <laughs> um, you know, probably not. You don't know. Wow. You don't yeah. know. Actually, I never answered your question about how they know about the color of the feathers. We got really oh, sidetracked. Oh, true. And I just came back to that then. Yeah, we did yeah. a whole podcast <laughs> in between then and now, but please. And so I'm on. never going to answer you. See you yeah. later. Oh. Goodbye. Yeah, um, so they, how do they know? They actually like analyzed the fossil and found um, the equivalent of melanosomes. What does that mean? The pigment-bearing um, molecule things. Oh, no way. Yeah. And does it come in? Because you know how bird feathers can be like fluorescent, different wavelengths yeah. that we can't see. Mm. Is yeah. it the same with dinosaur feathers? Well, we won't be able to see it. Mm. Yeah, but oh my god, <laughs> we can't see the bird feathers either. But we have the equipment to see it. Uh, well, no, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. um, the one dinosaur fossil that I know that they got the coloration of the figure, the fe- figures, figures, figures. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, the feathers out of, uh, they, it was like kind of black and white, like black with white counter shading. So like a magpie. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, kind of bland. Really? <laughs> you think so? And I, I feel like that's I, I, I don't think it was like the a Black di- and white? I don't black think it was like a yeah. dinosaur. Dinosaur was like a bird. 
Yeah. Okay. A Birds fossil, are dinosaurs. Well, I, I, I learned yes. that at the beginning of this podcast. Yes, but like, you know, it's not like it, it wasn't like you know the, the feathers on a, a brontosaurus or something. <laughs> Actually, brontosaurus didn't have feathers. Uh yeah, they could fly. Yeah, they were they were totally airborne. They lived their whole life. Well, they could skateboard. <laughs> they could <laughs> definitely skateboard. skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could fly when they were like up on the ramp. <laughs> like, yeah, right hit, hit the half pipe. Yeah, yeah, Just... yeah. <laughs> they were like, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Listen, Lachlan, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You you actually let me relive my childhood paleontologist dream. Fun fact, I almost went into paleontology when I was looking for a master's and I interviewed with a paleontologist. Um, Whom? But, um, it, it was a, a lady in Ca- in Alberta, Canada. But like, I was There's gonna, a lot of ladies I know, in Alberta, Canada. I know. I don't remember her name. This was like... Almost a decade ago. This was a very long time ago. And um, I was going to study um, the eggs of dinosaurs and kind of look at the yeah. evolution of embryology of those eggs as a potential master's. But then I was like, no, fuck you guys. And then I went to France instead. Well, you're missing out. I don't know. Yeah. Although I am kind of. Like, I love this podcast. Yeah, spe- speaking of past mistakes, you just you missed the boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm living my dream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, get to, oh, yeah. I get to be a paleontologist. When I was four, yeah. I said to my mum, I was going to be a paleontologist. There you go. <laughs> and here I am now. Listen, you've made a few mistakes. You were a primary school teacher first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I wouldn't say it was a huge mistake. It was definitely a, a but career. But it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a career. I, I did it for over yeah, a decade. Yeah. 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 Very cool. uh, and then, yeah, I have a few more wrinkles and a bit less hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah, you haven't gone grey yet. Yeah, so no, I'm just good. going bald. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. It's... it's. I don't know what's worse now. <laughs> I, I would take grey hair if I could grow it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are ways to fix baldness these days. Is yeah. this... Are we a baldness podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe is yeah. that... Chordates fit hair, cure baldness. Hair loss. <laughs> uh, is, is that just another evolutionary fuck-up? Like, who knows, right? I mean, it is an interesting one. Yeah. It, uh, but I, I, I don't know why it's there. I guess it's just some mu- unfortunate mutation, I suppose. Uh, it, is, it is definitely a, just it's a mutation, like, yeah. I think. Like, just a random, it, as is evolution, right? Yeah. Just super random. All of it. Yeah. It's all just... Well, I, I think it's got to do with genetics and inheritance and stuff yeah. like that. It definitely does, yeah. 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 But that's saved for another podcast where we talk about chordates, talk about baldness. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you know you're, uh, you're spruiking Rogaine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll come in with skull caps on. <laughs> Lachlan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. You have been listening to Converse Chordates and your hosts have been Anastasia... And Harry, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, uh, I was just le- g- give a bit of suspense, building suspense. <laughs> you know. who, who is that man? <laughs> who is it? You'll who never know. <laughs> Lachlan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate it so much. No worries. We have learned so much today, and our audience has a lot of people. Indeed. See these breaks.